three, two, one. Still, oh, that was good. Still got it. Still got it. Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And we have missed you. It has been a long time since we've been in your ears. And a huge thank you to all of you who sent messages saying that you've missed us. Life has just taken its toll. (laughs) Yeah, and like all things, we wanted to always put our best foot forward with this podcast and always give you like our authentic selves and how we were feeling in the moment and... It's just been a lot of change for us, getting back into routines, and this was something that we really missed doing and just sitting down, like being back here and sitting in front of, you know, the microphone and talking with Phoebe. As always, we talked for like at least an hour and a half before we actually hit record. Um, It just feels good. And so we hope that you, if you're new here, thank you for giving us a chance. Uh, We hope that we can continue to bring the same energy we've brought for the past two years now. If you've been here for a while, thank you for continuing to listen to us. And we can't wait to tell you what we've been up to. It's been such a strange time. And I think so many people can relate to this because we are not in like a post-pandemic society yet, but we've been forced to live like we are. I mean, I've I've struggled because like I've been so grateful to be back on stage and like I was saying to my parents that you know I spent two years like trying to replace the feeling of like doing my job and then I like spent 0.3 seconds back on stage and was like oh no there's nothing that will ever replace this but Mm -hmm. I just you know being back in like hustle culture has just been so difficult for me to like find balance right and I think I think that's exactly right like it's we're still we finally found a way to have a new normal I guess and we had gotten used to new routines and a different type of schedule and then a lot of things haven't changed externally but yet we're still required to kind of go back to the way things were before and I don't know for me it was like in the two years that we started when we started this podcast first of all we weren't in the middle of the pandemic it hadn't hit yet when we started (laughs) and we had you know I had a different job Phoebe had a different job we lived it we both lived in different places um and then you know we we worked it all out we were like this is exactly how we're gonna do this is the structure of the podcast and then a month in everybody is home uh author events are canceled tours there's no such thing as in-person tours anymore and uh the podcast became something that was needed was honestly needed speaking of changes there's Beasley (laughs) (laughs) but and the podcast became something that was needed for a lot of readers and authors and so we ended up doing a lot more than we ever thought we would be able to with like interviewing people and right. just kind of giving giving that community feel through a microphone and in your ears versus in person. And now we're kind of in a, in a whole new 
place where people are back out and about. They're in the offices. You know, Phoebe's on stage. Like, things are different, but yet the same. And we still, the one thing that is the thread among all of this is, like, we haven't stopped reading. And we mm-hmm. love books and we love talking about books. So we're still here. Still here, still different. reading. And... I, I mean, I, how many times? I feel like we've had this conversation a million times, but just like the like how we present ourselves online has changed, and just like the energy mm-hmm. of like wanting to like have fun and be real, and like obviously, like I still want to be like a resource for people because I think um, I said I I send out a, a weekly newsletter now, and when I was writing it uh, yesterday, because we're recording on a Saturday morning. I was like, my life is better when I'm reading because I was in a bit of a reading slump when the month of June started. I I think sometimes you have to like push yourself a little. Like you don't want to push yourself too hard, but like when I was like scrolling on my phone and not feeling good, I was like, mm-hmm. you need to go pick up a book. <laughs> like just pick up a book, any book, and like force yourself to finish it. Then you get back into the habit of it. So still right. here, still reading, and very happy to be back in your ears so should we start with you know what we've been reading like where where did we leave off I think the last our last episode was Tessa Bailey I was gonna say the last episode was Tessa Bailey (laughs) which was like which is like so fitting let's just start there since then since we recorded that episode oh so we haven't I haven't talked about this book yet so she said in that interview go back and listen to it it's honestly one of my favorite interviews I've ever done it felt like such a dream to get to talk with her and she's so fun um and now if I if we got to interview her again I would probably would not contain myself because I'm just like actually fully 100% obsessed with her um but she had said you know we had asked what was a book that she would recommend from her backlist that doesn't get a lot of attention and she had said getaway girl and I was like all right I'll read it I read that book so fast and loved it obsessed with it um oh my gosh so good and then I read Runaway Girl which is the second one in that same series and loved it even more and I just and then like now Phoebe and I are like making our way through all of her backlist I mean she is just such a reprieve for us yeah and I don't know like I just I love her books so much and they like they're the type of books that like make me smile the whole way through them and I like I I love Tessa so much because she does not take herself too seriously and like not in like a like cool girl effortless way you can tell that she's just like always herself and that is something Mm -hmm. that I as someone who has like I have very severe social anxiety and like I always want people to like like me and it has taken me nearly 30 years to be like just like every book is not for every reader like I'm not for everyone and Mm -hmm. I would just rather enjoy being myself than hate being the version of me that other people want and Tessa like inspires me to like want to be more like myself right and and I feel like that bleeds so well into her writing too because Mm -hmm. this is something that Phoebe and I were talking about before we hit record is that she sometimes like her she really leans in she really leans into the trope or the 
for the type of character that she's built and she is so unapologetic with the way that she does that and Mm -hmm. the delivery is just impeccable like some people may you have very strong opinions about Tessa you either love her books or you don't like them at all and I feel like people aren't ambivalent about them and I think that the reason is because she has such a distinct tone and voice and she just leans into whatever she's putting forth my killer vacation was is one of my favorite books of this year. I'm like very biased because the fact that it was set in Falmouth, like I knew that it was set on the Cape and I was like, okay, so it's probably gonna be set like down Cape, like Wellfleet or Dennis or like someplace that's really pretty that everybody vacations. But the fact that she picked Falmouth, I was like, there's nothing exciting in Barnstable. Like, (laughs) but anyway, so I'm like, that is a reason alone where I was so excited for it. But then she just gives us this like amazing, funny murder mystery with like a bounty hunter and a second grade teacher and it's just like it's everything it's it's all the trope it's like a little just bit absurd of, enough that you're like yeah. you have no choice but to be all in with her characters because yes. she like you said she leans into the romance tropes I just picture sometimes the way that she describes her male love interests of like slow-mo wind <laughs> blowing at them and they're like oh the glistening muscles and his hard <laughs> jawline and you're like yeah <laughs> Obviously, I read to, like, learn things, but, like, I also just, like, want to have a good time. And I have never picked up a Tessa Bailey book and not had a fantastic time. So that feels like that's what we want you to feel when you're listening to our podcast like, yeah not to steal, not to steal <laughs> tessa's like you know her thing but you know we she just i don't know i she i'm so mad because i don't think I've, i don't think i said this on the podcast but i've had this conversation with Haley, our third unofficial podcast <laughs> um, host for so long because i did not read fix her up i bought fix her up when it first came out and i did not read it because i read some reviews online some people on bookstagram who I'm like not even probably friends with anymore that uh read it and they were like this is just not for me it's so over the top it's so ridiculous he calls her baby girl like all these things and (laughs) And we're like please call us baby girl (laughs) but at the time I was like yeah I'm not gonna read that that doesn't sound like a book for me and then I put it I didn't read it for like it was sat on my shelf for years I truly don't remember what possessed me because I was like scrolling through Scribd trying to find another audiobook. And this was in like November, I guess. So it was like cold and dark and snowy up where I live. And obviously, like, I love that. But like, I, mm-hmm. I always realize like the first day that the sun stays out past 5 p.m., I'm like, oh that's what happiness is (laughs) so like I like love Christmas and I love winter but like I'm a summer girl and I've like tried to fight it for so long because like all the cool girls are like fall winter girls and I'm not a cool girl like give it up Phoebe you're not cool (laughs) so I don't know what possessed me but I remember I started listening to it and I was like and I, I remember texting you being like oh my god because it was smutty enough that I knew I could get you (laughs) Like, wow, I love that. I love that that's it. Like, oh, let me see. Let me, let me, let well, me see. Because it's a cartoon like a cover. And I feel like, you know, the, we went through, there was like, like Ashley's gone through so many different, like we've all gone through different Romans right. eras. But like. The problem is I really hyper fixate. So I go through a phase where I'm like, this is all I'm going to read forever and ever. And then like a month later, I'm like, I never want to read one of those. Right. Things. So as, as I was listening to Fix Her Up, I was like, ooh, 
it's a cartoon cover, but there's an, there's enough action in here that I think I could sell it. And I, I like, think the I, defining line was you were like, yeah, he calls her ba- like baby girl. And I was oh, like, I think maybe point, that was it. Well, I'll have to go back at our text to find it. Yeah. I remember I at that like, point I was like in the baby. I was like, I was like, I want, I, if you don't give me a good pet name, then I'm, it's a non-starter. Yeah. And I like, I say very frequently, like the best thing that happened to me in 2021 was Tessa Bailey because I had the mm. same thing. I remember seeing those reviews and I was like, oh, because I mean, this is something that we also talk about a lot, especially privately where like, yes, there's a lot of romance that people will be like, oh, like that's misogynistic or like, I don't like, like that's anti-feminist and people throw those words around and you're like, oh, well, I can't be seen reading that book. Right. And then I'm like, I didn't, I, I read it and I was like, I don't think that this was anti-feminist at all. I think it was like, right. <laughs> I thought it, I mean, the, I loved Georgie. Yeah. But also I feel like, okay, that's not all the romance genre is. Yes. Right. This is like, this is a huge genre. It is, it is a top publishing, published genre. And that means that there are a lot of different books out there. Yes, there may be some sexist, misogynist, you know, books that promote unhealthy relationships out there. Absolutely. There also is a, like, this genre is so diverse now. And it has really been a platform for so many um, authors to tell, like, authentic love stories um, and I just, I mean, we've, we've talked about that so many times. Like, I just, I love how diverse the romance genre is. And I know that I can always, if I want to learn about something, I know that I can find a romance, a romance book that touches on the thing that I want to learn about, but does it in a way that is like celebrating joy and it is fun and it gives me a happily ever after. And like, sometimes we just need that. And sometimes that we don't even have to justify that we sometimes just need that. It's okay to always want that. Right. And it's interesting how you said, like, oh, I saw these reviews from people who, like, I'm probably not even friends with anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I – the utter desire that I have to, like, unfollow people who I am, like, mutuals with, but I've followed for a long time. But I'm, like, we have literally never agreed on a book ever. So, like, why am I wasting my time, like – Number one, taking what this person has to say to heart, but it's just because, like, I'm a sensitive little flower. I saw someone the other day who they – I've literally never agreed with this person on a book ever. We do, And we don't even have the same reading taste. And they continually pick up my favorite books and then proceed to use – Yeah, shit on them and use just, like – language and expressions that I find to be childish (laughs) like I'm like wow you're a grown adult and that's how you're gonna talk about someone's like I don't know like I know that it's art and I think it's particularly because as an actor I am exposed constantly to other people's opinions and hot Mm -hmm. takes and you know even just like going into um, oh I was listening to the office ladies office ladies podcast mm-hmm. I was, but i was listening to their uh book that came out and did you ever watch the office yeah okay so the woman who plays jan i don't remember her name she's a very famous actress and i just can't remember her name i just started watching the bold type oh i love and the she's, bold type she's she's in it right jan, who plays jan she's I like the so. oh she's uh, the uh, director yeah melora harden 
So Melora Hardin was cast in the the there was the original cast of Back to the Future, and then they recast the guy who played Marty McFly and recast him as Michael J. Fox. And Michael J. Fox is on the shorter side, and Melora Hardin is a tall woman. So they were like, "Oh well, you know, she's not going to work in this role anymore," and she got recast. And she's had a very like successful career, obviously. That is, like, my life of, like, oh, you're so good, but there's this very small thing that keeps is going to keep you from this job. And mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, overly sensitive because I've been back in it. But, like, now people are, like, oh, because he called her baby girl, uh-uh. I'm like, there's it's a like, whole. Oh, that's going to take away. There's yes. a whole book around those two words. <laughs> right. And I, and I was, I, what book was it that I was talking about? Oh, it was a review of a book by one of my favorite authors. I'm keeping this super vague because, like, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to set up – I'm not trying to start drama on the first, <laughs> the first episode back. But it was I can a book tell you the person who I – this person will never, ever listen to. <laughs> I mean, for sure. For sure. Same. It's probably We're probably talking about the same person. Anyways. Um, but they – uh, posted a review of a book that I read and um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. But like, it didn't warrant the level of like absolute dumb. Like, sh- she just demolished it in her review. And the thing that bothered me the most about it is that she would she picked out the parts that she wanted to highlight as why she didn't like it. By, but ignored the context behind those, the reason that those mm. scenes existed. And especially in the romance genre and especially in dark romance, you can't isolate the explicit sex scene without acknowledging the context around it. It is incredibly important for that that subgenre. A lot of those books cover with trauma and healing from trauma and taking back your identity and your body bodily autonomy. And there's... You can't, you can't take that away from it. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody that knows anything about, I mean, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll like save the BDSM for a whole other episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying like anybody that knows anything about that stuff knows that there's so much around that about consent and trust and respect. And to take the, to extract like the dirty parts of it, quote unquote, which like, again, whole other conversation, but I'm putting that in quotes and try to like make it into something that it's not is like really upsetting to me in the context of books especially because you're alienating a whole bunch of readers that may have find solace in a book because you're isolating something that you personally didn't like and then you're removing the context around it to embolden your own point Mm -hmm. and that just feels like false advertisement and like a false critique yeah no I 100% agree so that's why we are very excited also we were 100% not talking about the same person because I can guarantee you that this person would never go near a dark romance um (laughs) (laughs) all right well there's there's like several like I just Phoebe and I over the course of this podcast if you've watched all of our episodes and you know like you don't necessarily need to go back and watch the beginning ones because we've changed (laughs) a lot since then but um like we have evolved we have been able to find through this podcast a voice for ourselves Mm. um that I think is really is really powerful it's given me a lot it's made me feel a lot more comfortable about talking about my own wants and desires and also recognizing that there's nothing wrong about that and there's nothing wrong about 
loving what you love like that's that's what it is that's what comes down like that's what we do on this podcast that's what we want to continue to do on this podcast and I think that we've really found that voice so this is not like a new conversation we're not going to try to rehash like all the things that we've said about the romance genre we just want to get back into talking about books and doing pitches and so the structure of things is going to change a little bit but not in a negative way you can just expect more of us being ourselves and being happy to be ourselves I was actually I just was having this conversation on Instagram this morning that it can be very vulnerable to say I love something and Mm -hmm. because especially when you have brains like ours that are so hyper aware of others opinions because I never want to be seen as bad I never want to be seen as unintelligent and the like the moral aspect of things I guess I don't know it's very important to me because like I said I'm a I'm a sensitive bitch (laughs) I'm a sensitive person but Phoebe don't forget that the very first review the very shout out to our very first negative reviewer when we first started that called us uh flippant remember oh god yes the, the reviewer was like these girls seem like they should be smart but they're just very flippant and I was like okay great Oh, wait, I need... It Shout was out like, to you. It was, like, flippant language for two seemingly, like, very educated women. And... Like, thank you for that backhanded compliment. Right. So, I was like, <laughs> okay. They probably stopped listening a long time ago because Bringing we were... You- <laughs> like, that first episode, we recorded, like, five or six times. Now we just... Now we're just, like, we just hit record and we're just, like, all right, cool. Yeah. What, like, what's our like, script? That's the thing, like... We are not, like, I think the furthest thing you could ever describe the two of us as is flippant because we just care so much. And, like, Mm -hmm. number one, we care so much about each other and, like, keeping, like, making sure that the other person's, like, in a good place, being like, hey, I know life is busy, but, like, do you have time to do this? Which is funny because we still talk, like, almost every day. Um, (laughs) I feel much more confident in myself and that is a, a welcome feeling and I'm not like no not every single day I don't know I think until you're in the position like I say this a lot but like I never used to understand when people like on like YouTube or Instagram or whatever be like thank you guys so much for like you know all of your messages and like you know I wouldn't be able to have these opportunities without you like the 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 authors that we've gotten to talk to like are literally because of you of our listeners right and I never got it until I was on the other side to you you're just pressing play on an episode and like doing your dishes while we banter but like to us that is giving us the opportunity to support the authors who have made our lives better like getting to read an early copy of a tessa bailey book is like a dream come true and it's only because of the people who take the time to listen to us and like a photo and it's nothing it 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 is nothing short of amazing every single time that i get to speak with somebody that changed my life I mean and that's what books have done for us and that's what they'll continue to do I mean I've never found I have I've never found the level of peace that I have internally than I have right now and that is because of books and that is like not an exaggeration so I don't know we're glad to be back and let's um we want to, we do in fact want to talk about some books on this episode so we're gonna bring back 
something that we haven't done in a while. I don't think we've ever done it on the podcast, no. but we've talked about, you know, a five-finger challenge. So let's give Rapid Fire five books based off of the five-finger challenge, which is Thumb is a book that you would give thumbs up to. The Pointer Finger is a book that you always recommend. The Middle Finger is a character that you didn't like. The Ring Finger is a character that you'd marry. And The Pinky Finger is a book that you promised to read soon. We'll do another episode where we kind of lay out like what the podcast is going to look going forward. And also we're going to do some episodes where we reintroduce ourselves because we're hope, we hope that there's some new listeners here. And so if you don't know, if this is your first time listening, Phoebe and I love to do one minute pitches. That's like the thing that I think really sets our podcast apart and something that we've been doing since the very beginning. And um, and I'm very bad at it. I've always been very bad at it. And <laughs> it's sticking to the one minute. She picks very good books. <laughs> I pick very good books, but yeah, sticking to the one minute is just never works for me. And I also like can never go first because then I'm like super flustered. But anyways, it's fine. I'll go, I'll go first here. And um, for my, are we going to do finger by finger or do you want me to give all five of mine? Um, we can go finger by finger. Okay. Well, for my thumb, a, books that I give, a book that I give thumbs up to, I'm going to go with a book that I recently read and loved, which is called Faking with Benefits by Lily Gold. And here, just quickly, I'm not going to do it in a minute because that's too much time. But this book was so good and so unexpected um I went through like a really strong reverse harem phase uh as you may recall it was an it was an era it was an era and then it was honestly like a fever dream because I came I like only read reverse harem I was like what is this mug like what what is a one-on-one love interest anymore like I don't that doesn't speak to me um the more the merrier and I went through that for so long And then I just like came out of it and I like hadn't picked up a reverse arrow in like months. And then this one just dropped into my lap. I saw like a random TikTok. It hadn't blown up on TikTok when I saw this. Um, And so I like picked it up and I was like, yeah, this sounds great. And it was phenomenal. It was like, speaking of Tessa, this is like Tessa's episode. This, no, 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 no. It didn't remind me Tessa. I lie. This book reminded me of Talia Hibbert's humor. Mm. Like, so much. I mean, not just because it was, like, English, but, like, it's a, or a British book. But, I mean, that was definitely that. That, But that that banter, that wit that is always in Tessa, or in um, Talia's books was definitely present in this book. So it gave me that vibe, but then it was, like, a reverse harem, and I was like, yes. Um, so that was excellent. So that's my thumb print. That was probably over a minute. <laughs> it's fine. Um Mine is also from a recent read of 2021, and I have not been shy about talking about this book, Um, but it was a book that I was, like, unputdownable for me and just, like, I don't know, helped clarify things for me in my own writing, Um, but it's Lease on Love by Fallon Ballard, and it's set in Park Slope in Brooklyn, and it's just a very, like... I have been attracted to 
seemingly unlikable protagonists, particularly female protagonists, um, because I think the best quality that any person can give me right now is unlikable because I'm being myself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So I really, really enjoyed that book. Very, that's a good, that's a good pick. Very like New York, like summer vibes. It was like a very me book. It was like a girl in her late 20s who had like you know her life change unexpectedly and like that's been a lot of what I've been grappling with in the last two and a half years so I've been very attracted to those characters. Phoebe has three main moods they're called Alaska, New York, (laughs) and Christmas. (laughs) I mean I would say it's like the thing is is like not all Alaska books are created equal. And I I actually don't always love books set in New York because a lot of people get it wrong. Like, I will read books. I'm like, this person has never been there before. It's like me when I read books about being a lawyer. And I I will say there's a fourth mood that's been added to it. And it is since – well, I can't talk about it because I'm going to wreck that book next. But – Oh, all right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now we'll go back to me. Um, this is going to be no no surprise here. So The Pointer Finger is a book that I always recommend. I went back and forth on what I was going to do here. But I one of my friends recently read this. And so it's now on my mind again. But I'm going to go with a classic. Take a hint, Danny Brown. Mm. That book is so good. I forgot it was third person POV. So that's like my... I forgot all of all of Talia's books are third person POV and I forgot that that's that tells you how good the book is because I usually don't I don't I don't not love it but like I usually love first person a little bit more in romance but she does such a good job with it that I forget and um and that book is just it's just like a hug it's just so beautiful and you just feel like it's like a weighted blanket. This leads into the the mood that I have added. Um, and a book that I'm always going to recommend moving forward is Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. And so the fourth mood is like, I like the like lake vibe. And I, I've, I've, vibe. I've been yes. searching for that because obviously like if you've listened to the podcast, you know, like I talk about um, going to the Adirondacks a lot. And it's so strange because I grew up on in new england like with the atlantic ocean so i was always like pretty pretentious of like "Mm, the ocean is better than like the lake but they're not better they're just a totally different vibe Mm -hmm. and there's so many beach reads out there but like lake life and like cottage country is just like so different and yeah like and like a good different so that is like the fourth vibe but every summer after is no secret I love it I will champion it forever I just think that it has a very good balance of like swoony moments but also introspective moments it's got a little bit of steam um but it's not like overly smutty so I think it's like it's an easy book to recommend to the masses now let's go a little negative we like to keep things positive around here but Character I didn't like. This one came so easy to me. This one came so easy to me. Um, so in the past few months, I have started reading Devney Perry's books, courtesy of Logan from Elsie's Bookstagram. 
and I think Logan's Library on TikTok. And um, I love her books. I think they're so special. They're small town. They're fantastic on audio, which is how I've been listening to all of them on my morning commute. Um, And that's like allowed me to get a lot more reading in. So I'm very appreciative of them. She picks the best narrators. Oh my gosh. Everybody always loves Jacob Morgan slash Zachary Weber. And like, yeah, but also Aiden Snow is one of the other narrators that Devney uses for a lot of her books. And his voice is really nice. And I was (laughs) admiring it the other day um, about how like how well he does the girl part too because sometimes like sometimes I'm listening to it I'm like I actually think that that could be like a different person like it doesn't even sound like it's coming from the same voice I don't know he does a really good job he kind of is like the Julia Whalen because Julia Whalen does a really great job doing guy voices oh my god um you have to listen to her do I know you haven't read any of Charlie yeah but I know you have not read any of her of Emily Henry's books but like Charlie I think book lovers is her best but the way that Julia does Charlie mm. (laughs) yeah so I feel like Aiden does a really good job of doing the girls voices and then also the Maxine Mitchell is one of the other narrators that she uses for the female voices she has like a lower voice and um so when she does the guy voice I also think it's pretty sexy and then Jason Clark is the other um the other guy narrator Well, so all that positive stuff to say, the first book. I knew this was going to be the one you picked. I knew it. (laughs) The first book from the Jameson Valley series, which I loved. I loved that series um, so much. It has so much heart to it. It's so beautiful. I love small town romances where it's like, by the end of it, it's like over a decade has passed and you just feel like you've grown up with these characters and watched all of them fall in love and it's just so beautiful. But- the love interest from the first book is actually, like, I hated him. I I wish I could, like, play it right now, but I don't think I saved it. When I get a voice message from Ashley that begins with, Phoebe, <laughs> you know it's not going to be good. I actually, I was so enraged at this man. Like, I, was I am driving. so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I am so enraged by this man's behavior. I was driving. I was trying to find a Starbucks and I had to have a GPS in. And I was so flustered by how mad I was at him that I put in Office Depot or Staples. I put in Staples instead of Starbucks. (laughs) So I'm like in this back alley trying to find this Starbucks. And I'm like yelling at Phoebe. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I'm going to get murdered in this back alley by these dumpsters because of a fictional man that doesn't even exist who got me so (laughs) flustered that I was lost. And so, um, yeah, he just, he felt like, to me, like, this is the type of book that um, your uh, basic man who does, like, below the bare minimum would, like, use as, like, propaganda to get women to think that this is, like, appropriate behavior. So I just like really, really disliked him and he did get better. There are some things I won't say because they would be huge spoilers, but I did like eat my own words. At one point I did tear up a little bit at him, but it was because he was crying. And so the weakness (laughs) made him feel a little bit more relatable. Um, But uh, yeah, he then was like in the series for the rest, you know, the rest of all the books. And every time he'd be on there, I'd be like, he'd say something and I'm like, you would say that. Like, I really did not like him, but it's okay. The series itself and that book, I love the book. I just hated him. 
Um, but you know, to each, to each his own. Somebody out there maybe would like somebody like that. But I, if I was your friend, I would tell you to run the other way. So, <laughs> okay, I've been struggling with this because it's hard for me not to just like want to say like a whole book. Um, like finding one character is tough. Um, so I was really bummed because I was excited for this book because. I really loved two series by this author and this one just like didn't do it for me. Um, And that was Good Girl Complex by Elle Kennedy. And like Mm. you, if anybody remembers my Briar U uh, (laughs) off campus era, like it was. I cannot believe this. That's what I was talking about before we started. The Bookish Boxes new adult box is special edition covers of those books and I'm like wow that feels like such a fever like that feels like a whole lifetime ago that we like were in the like the sports romance new adults vibe like I have never in a a day in my life gotten along with somebody that plays hockey and (laughs) I like in college I would have like ran the other way if I saw people like Garrett Graham walking towards me and then I was like totally smitten by them yeah and I think it's because with a sports romance, that 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 worked for me. Elle Kennedy writes from the male gaze, and like she does that, I think can be very appealing sometimes because it's just like I don't know. It can be I don't know when you're in the mood for it, you're in the mood for it. Yeah, but like I loved, I like loved it. I, it made same. me feel like I was like. 21 and like cool and I like I mean I was once 21 but I was never cool so yeah and then when it came to good girl complex like it was set in like Charleston so I thought it was gonna be like yeah like it had all the makings and it's like you know rich girl who like falls in love with like a boy from the wrong side of the tracks which can like always be a vibe and I just found both character both main characters I don't even remember their names I think the girl's name was Mackenzie um they were both just so unlikable and like I wasn't rooting for them at all um so yeah I just I also heard that book doesn't have an epilogue is that right no and I feel like I remember people saying that like it was a book that like like an epilogue would have done a lot Character I'd marry. Okay, well, as you know, I keep a very detailed list of book boyfriends, um, and that list is ever-evolving. Obviously, we know who my number one is. Forever and always, um, he's not from this world. But I'm going to – and I'm talking about Reese, obviously. <laughs> Reese Anne, sorry, because there have been several books that have come out recently with Reese as main characters. So let me specify. Reese Anne from – High Lord um, of the Night Court. High Lord of the Night Court. We still don't know his last name. We have theories, uh, but we still don't know. He's always, like, my number one, but, like, I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to give you a book and I'm going to give you someone that gives similar vibes to him and it's a book I already talked about in this episode so we're going to bring it full circle. Getaway Girl, Tessa Bailey, mm. Elijah Montgomery. Speak. Oh this actually goes really nicely with you talking about Go Girl Complex because this book is also set in Charleston. So here's a another alternative if you if you will. Um, and uh, instead of Charleston she is like the uh, black sheep. Her name's Addison. She's like the black sheep of her family. She moves back. Um, her grandmother dies. Her grandmother like raised her and she comes back. Her grandmother dies and she's like, um, you know, dealing with that, but also like picking up all the pieces that were like left behind and her business and all that. Um, she goes to the wedding of uh, her cousin who is 
partially the reason for why she's a black sheep. And um, she is like standing in the church and she sees the groom and he's like, she just like has like a kind of like a, an automatic reaction to him. And she's like, wow, he is so handsome or I don't know whatever she says but she's just like she's very drawn to him and she is like there's like this little seed of jealousy because she's like of course Naomi who's her cousin of course Mm -hmm. Naomi would like have this perfect life in this perfect marriage whatever well lo and behold Miss Naomi does not show up for her own wedding and so Elijah who's the groom is left at the altar like just left at the altar and Addison um decides to drive her car up to the front where he's like outside like absolutely confused at what happened and she's like get in this car let's go away I'm sure you don't want to deal with any of these people and she just like drives him away from like this like a full church of people (laughs) where they're all like what the hell just happened and he just like needs to get away and she's like a total stranger to him he doesn't know her she doesn't know him and um anyways they become like fast friends and then it becomes more than just friends and it's a really oh and Elijah is the future mayor of Charleston so I it's got, started it, it on audio and I'm very much looking forward I realized I was like I wanted to read it with my eyes so I'm I, I stopped yes. and I'm saving it but it's a good eyeball book and so Elijah is like very much like a, a what I call a suit daddy like he is like the future mayor of Charleston and so he's just like the perfect the perfect man for for me Ah, I love that. I'm very excited to read it. Um, Okay, so my ring character I'd marry is a backlist title as well, but it is something that I read in 2022, and I can't believe I left it this long. Um, And that is Max from Blitzed by Alexa Martin. And apparently Blitzed is Mm. the one that has done not as well. (laughs) Like I think it's like the lowest selling one. And she's a lot of reasons why she thinks that is. But he's a football player and, like, I guess more sports romance. I don't know. Um, he's a professional football player and he's just super dreamy and protective. And Okay, I need to pick up that. Se- I, I need to finish that series. So I read the first two. So I think two. it's tough because Fumbled is, like, there is a ba- there's a child in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a secret baby trope and I know that that's not a lot of fav- people's favorite um but I do think that like like I liked Intercepted but Fumbled is like really good and I don't always love a secret baby but Blitz I, I haven't read Snapped yet because I just don't want it to end um but I know that that one's like enemies to lovers with like ooh with a football player and a PR person so like he needs his reputation oh. saved and she's like I hate you um and then they like fake date or something i don't know but anyway okay that sounds good all right last book um book i promised to read soon um this one i know i'm gonna love because i've been loving this trope uh recently which is opposite opposite worlds um different worlds trope so i'm gonna go with part of your worlds and this came out like very (laughs) you think my collection is complete sorry i had to part of free free singing oh yeah copyrighted oops um (laughs) no i was saying i was saying that they were blessed with your voice but yeah i i've seen this around a lot and i'm like really excited i've actually never read one of abby's books and so i'm like doing kind of like 
hesitant um, because I know like the friend zone was like very polarizing whether people loved it or hated it but this one I've only seen glowing reviews for and some very trusted people around me have said that I will love it so I'm very excited yeah I I want to read that one too because I really I bought it um <laughs> I bought it recently I shockingly don't I haven't bought it yet isn't that, um, isn't that crazy? I usually always have every book that I could possibly imagine already on my bookshelf. Yeah, I purchased it a couple uh, when I was home. I went to my hometown bookstore and got it. Um, okay, well, I took this as a book that I was pinky prom, a book that you recommended that I oh. pinky promised to read because I'm a better friend than you. Sure. <laughs> That's not true. Ashley's a very <laughs> good friend. <laughs> um, people should know that uh, – I give you a hard time when I love you. But I'm going to read, I can't remember if it, oh, no, Frenched by Melanie Harlow. I wrote down Ignite. <gasps> wow. Um, but I'm I have such a good both fr- downloaded. <laughs> Let's just recap this. I'm such a good friend because I'm going to read a book that Ashley has told me that I need to read. Um, I forget what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's two. I downloaded two. There's Ignite yes, and there's. Ignite and French, both by Melanie Harlow. Both recs I got from Logan. Um, and those were my first Melanie Harlow books and they're so good, but French is exceptionally fun because it is like a destination romance. Like they're in France and they're in Paris and it's just so great. I can't wait. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We're so excited to be back. Um, and thank like, as we've said, like, thank you for the continued messages of support and understanding that, you know, sometimes life happens, but we're back and we're so excited. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read it or list it pod. All rights reserved 2020.